That is Puddle of Mud and Spaceship on 100.3 The X Rocks. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J, 9.08 a.m., and it's time to debut a new future feature here on the morning after, and that would be the uh, the Big J Book Club. Yes. Uh, probably, in the end, going to be better than Oprah's. Right. I, I mean, the Bible's in there, and then mm-hmm. David Baldacci novels, and then now we can add Justin Allen to the mix, and that's yes, pretty much I think it, so. right? Yeah, it's pretty good company, right, Justin? Yeah, it's great company. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to sell just about half the copies of the Bible that get sold in a year. Yeah, just, or maybe even like a tenth, and yeah, you'd probably I mean, be okay. Yeah. If there was a if there was a, a book, The Year of the Horse, which is your new book, that was in every hotel, that'd be okay as well, right? That would be, yes. Exactly. School libraries schools every kid has to read it before you can get out of school <laughs> book reports are due at the end of the week everyone there's some coarse language in here maybe that would be best no that would be best okay I mean, the kids it would need be. to learn it somewhere yeah <laughs> why not from you justin uh thanks for joining us here this morning and uh you are originally from uh, the great state of idaho i am yep i abandoned it uh, about 11 years ago now and uh, i moved, come back to visit though. you moved to the big apple that's right i live in manhattan Nice, man. You went from a vegetable to a fruit. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you sent us uh, you sent us uh, this book to read, and uh, it's called Year of the Horse. Uh, You have you have a book also out there called Slaves of the Shinar. That's right. And uh, I I, that book is too large for me to read. Uh, It's like nine hundred pages. No, I think it's 435. Okay, it's still a lot. Uh, this book not nearly is. The, by the way, the, the rules for the, the Big J Book Club is it has to be under 400 pages. Must have uh, medium to large print as well is yeah. also required, I believe. Yeah. And uh, it must keep him entertained. And so congratulations. Lots Justin. of gunfights and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a fun book. And uh, it's, uh, it's set in the, the end of the Western times for the most part. It's set sort of right after the Civil War when there were a lot of guys um, who were traveling around the country getting involved in gunfights and what have you like that and it's very multicultural uh sort of yeah um i i didn't really do that on purpose but one thing that i got to thinking about was like what did the slaves do and things like that after it and some of them went off and joined the military and became what they call buffalo soldiers and so i wanted to put this character in who is a kind of a real real hard case uh with a big rifle and went around shooting a lot of stuff and And, uh, and oddly his name was henry Henry, and yeah, he named him after um, John Henry, the steel-driving man. Hmm. And he used a Henry rifle. Uh, he uses a Spencer rifle. Okay, well, he should have used a Henry. That would have been more fun. Is there a Henry rifle? <laughs> yes, there is. What kind of research did you do? Uh, limited. As I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. It goes in. <laughs> no, you know, I, I actually, uh, we, we contacted uh, you and I started talking on Facebook because I was in the middle of the book because there were some, some interesting things because it's not just a Western. There's also some, uh, some mystic fun. I would say lots of that yeah Um, there's magical bullets and um, the headless horseman shows up and all that kind of stuff now you know as I I was I was reading especially last night as I finished the book and and to me I was like this would make a great TV series like the way you end the book and and the fact that and I don't want to I don't want to ruin it because it's got a real twist at the end and and, um, but it seems like this book would be, be a great pilot for a TV series. I could not agree more. <laughs> so so how do you go about making that happen? Um, I, I need better connections, really. Okay. I need much better connections. Or people need to go buy the book. Yes. If it would, if only maybe a million or two million people would buy the book, then I'm sure that they would turn it into a TV series or a series of movies or something like that. That's doable. I mean, aren't we tired of vampires? Yes. Yeah. I, I, could, I could definitely see kind of a Lord of the Ring-ish kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we need some more Year of the Horse and then, you know, Year of the Magic Gun. That was my idea. See, what I wanted <laughs> to do was have, like, that Lord of the Rings kind of vibe, but do it as an American 
thing. <laughs> so that, you know, we've been kind of under the thumb of the British for long enough, I think. There we, you go. <laughs> we did the revolution more than 200 years ago. It's time to... Your own personal our, tea party is what this is. That's exactly right. I like it. <laughs> Casting off the swords and strapping on our six guns. So at what point do you, do you realize that you want to sit down and write like a Wild West supernatural adventure kind of book? Uh, actually, I was I was talking about that very thing. We were talking about fantasy writers writing things that are all about, they're like rewriting uh, King Arthur. And I said, there's no reason to do that. There's no reason why you, you can't write something that's fantastical and a quest and things like that, but use gunslingers and Indians and all that kind of stuff. And so that I literally set out to do just that. Hmm. Really cool. And how did you get into the fantasy genres? Like, that's the kind of real books that I want to write. I was in graduate school at Columbia, and... Aha, that explains it. it. Well, it really does, because everybody there was writing, you know, oh, write what you know. And so they were writing um, about kids who were in graduate school, mostly. <laughs> and so I, what I did was I sat down and wrote what became Chapter 3 of Slaves of the Shinar, about this um, this barbarian who's storming a, a temple. And I did it sort of originally as a, take that, I'm going to actually do something that's fun. And, and people had a great time reading it. And I thought, well, you know, that's I can explore that endlessly. That's cool. So you basically let your imagination come to life and take it wherever it leads you, huh? That's exactly right. That's cool. So, you know, getting into the business of being an author and publishing books, is it is it more difficult than you anticipated getting into the business? Um, I worked in the business okay. for a number of years, and so I had kind of a little bit of an in. But it's, it's horrendously difficult. Uh, you know, I mean, people... Every lawyer and doctor in America is try, trying desperately to get out of that job. And so what they did was send uh, letters to me all the time, wanting to be John Grisham instead. <laughs> and unfortunately, they couldn't write at all. <laughs> and so, they, you know, they spend all this time writing books. There are more people writing books right now, I think, than there are, you know, people reading books. <laughs> that could be and true. The, and there's people that are writing books that aren't really writing books. Did Sarah Palin, did she write her book? No. Uh, oh, yeah, no. That's... Well, that's a good job, though, for whoever did it. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. How long now, in, in conception time, and the right, how long does it take to write a book like The Year of the Horse? It took me two years to write that book. Uh, my first book it took six years, I think, to write it. So I'm getting better. <laughs> You're making it a little quicker. <laughs> yeah. Cutting down on the pages probably helps a little bit, that too. That helps. You use a big font. Cut down on the number of pages. <laughs> the characters in the book, um, you know, at, at the end in your acknowledgments, you, you talk about how uh, a lot of the female characters are characters that you, you direct, pulled from your, your real life. Uh, actually, a lot of the characters in general are. I was At one point, I was riding along in the book, and they go through this desert, and I wanted them to get saved by a family. And I was struggling and struggling and struggling, and I, I talked to my grandmother, who was telling me about my grandfather had a brother who, when he was born, his foot was turned completely backwards. And it was, you know, they're basically pioneers. And so his mother took and just twisted and twisted and twisted on his foot until it was forward. But of course, the kid was crippled for life, always walked with a limp. And I thought, that is the most horrendous horrifying story I've ever heard. Yeah. And so what I did was I just took my grandfather's family and plopped him down and plopped them down in the middle of the book, and they became kind of the stalwart Mormon family that saves them from the desert. Wow. Yeah. And that, from, that's an from bad story. Mormons. Yeah, from yeah, exactly. The, yeah, there's a little bit of everything uh, in this in this book. And Jack Straw. Jack Straw Where'd he come from? Uh he was just came he's the one character that kind of just leapt fully out of my um, thinking without any kind of You're input from it. Um, his, his the name comes. He was a, a revolutionary in um, in England in like I don't know the 1400s or something like that. But I just wanted somebody who was knew everything and could do everything and was an all around bad hombre. So I have a question, a spoiler question maybe uh, as we get near the end of the book. Is Jack Straw an angel or uh, is he a demon? 
I don't think he's either one. He's like a good I demon? This, I had this vision of him as being someone who's cursed to live forever. And so he, I, I actually have this idea for pulling him into later American stories. I want to write a sequel to this that is um, that takes place in like Al Capone, Chicago. And there's Jack Straw. Now instead of six guns, he's got a Tommy gun and he's like doing it. something or other. I'm excited already. <laughs> I haven't really Get to writing. Doing, no, do so. it. Yeah. I'll buy the book. Okay, good. I can't buy a million of them. That's one. <laughs> I'll buy one for every member of my family and make them read it. There you go. So when it comes to coming up with these ideas, I mean, I imagine, you know, with the wheels always turning, you're planning your next events. You've already talked to a sequel about a sequel to this book. When do you sit down and go, okay, here's an idea that I want to develop into a novel. Do you have any of those going on right now? Uh, I have a couple of books I'm working on. Uh, one of them is sort of a weird novel. It's a science fiction book where I take uh, various technology that people are really hyped up on now, like Facebook. And I have this idea <laughs> that, you know, you can't really think a thought. It's not a thought until you put it out there for other people to comment on it. <laughs> and so I like this it, one character has a thing that goes directly into his brain. So all of his thoughts go out to his network all the time. And where the story comes in is he has to go through airport security, and so he has to d- unplug the the brain post, whatever it is, and um, and he's to cut off from that. And so oh. I'm writing this novel that takes all kinds of things like that and projects them forward until finally we come to the end of humanity. Nice, God. man. It's you good know, stuff. Deep thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Deep thinking. They come self-aware. But so the book is called Year of the Horse. Justin Allen's the name of the author. Uh, do you have a website, a place you would like us to go to uh, to pick up the book for the holiday season? Uh, you can pick it up anywhere. I'm, I'm signing books today at Borders at 3 o'clock, and then I'm signing them at the Rediscovered Bookshop at 6.30. So come out and say hello for sure. Uh, and then... Absolutely, buy the book anywhere you can. Buy multiple copies. <laughs> please, please, because you know, I mean, it's we're fortunate that we have a chance to, to actually talk to the author of you know a nationally published book, which is a lot of fun. And uh, the fact that you're from the area, you know, and and it's actually really good. I'm not just saying that because you came in and you know I know you. It's actually a really good book, and and I, it's tough for me to read. I'll be honest. I, I have to really like a book to get into it, or I'll just put it down. Well, then and, you're the and, perfect person to have doing these books because you'll be able to tell us which ones are actually good well i mean i know you you're kind of i couldn't tell your book is crap that's true that's true There's other people i could i don't know <laughs> well you what you could do is just say i started this book and i quit it and that's all you have to know okay all right because i did in the middle of it i got challenged with the whole ichabod crane things and i look confused and you told me just hang on it'll make sense most books are like that if you just let it go It'll all come around. Did it wind up making sense as it came around? Yes. Yeah, okay, it did. Good. It did. It did. See? Big it Jake was, could handle it. was riveting it. at the end. I wanted to ride on horses of demons and stuff. Yeah. Although, fire demons, you have to have those in a book. Otherwise, oh, you haven't got anything. Yeah. <laughs> I replaced my vampires with fire demons good, instead. Good, good. Yeah. And see, you know, Saves the Shinar, I should probably go and try to read that, even though some of that, that fantastic, you know, kind of genre is tough for me to read you putting some of that in this western setting and i love western books i told you I used to grow up i grew up watching or reading uh, louis lamar books so it, it really kind of like got me into it yeah well great there isn't actually any magic or anything in slaves of the shinar either what it's um it's mostly guys standing toe-to-toe with swords hacking each other to bits okay that's well, the book you like Braveheart, Russell Crow. yeah yeah Make it happen. <laughs> there you go. Justin Allen, you're going to be out today at uh, Borders 3 o'clock and then at uh, Rediscover Books at 6.30. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. So go out there, say hello, and uh, pick up a book. You're the horse, it's called. Or you can check it out on Amazon, wherever you want to go. But Justin, man, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks we appreciate for having it. me. I enjoyed it. It's Big J approved. You can put the stamp on there, kind of like Oprah's Book Club. Bam! There it is. Yeah. It's the morning after with Nick and the Big J. Sloppy handwriting. Got headlines next on the X. I've got an iPhone, and I took it to a guy who said he could fix it. Three weeks